Well, for me, I, I felt like first half, for the first 15, 20 minutes, I thought we actually started off pretty slow. I thought they, they came and played a system that surprised us a little bit, um, and it took us a little while to get to grips with it. And then once we actually settled down and got into a rhythm and, and kept possession a little bit better and, and used the overloads out wide, I felt we looked dangerous. and. Um, I thought we deservedly got the goal just before half-time and, and the message was to try and kick on and unfortunately we didn't start the second half too great, give away a really, really poor goal in my opinion. But from then on in I felt like we were the team in the ascendancy and, and they obviously came here with a game plan to frustrate us and make it difficult and unfortunately we couldn't break them down. Alright, that's our coach Anthony Poulis, coach of St. Louis FC and uh, you know, doesn't it feel good to hear him post-game say everything you've kind of been thinking? You know, there's no excuses. Anything bad, he's kind of quick to point it out. Anything good, he's quick to point that out, too. He's very even-keeled in that way, kind of. Um, I don't know. I like I like this coach so far. I know it means, like, results is what matters. But um, I'm especially a fan of the way he handles himself. You know, that's not everything. It's just one part. But I like that part of it so far. Um, I enjoy doing post game with him. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoyed that response and all the other responses. Um, We got a good show for you. First of all, welcome to the show. It is the STL Soccer Report. It's sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, and it's brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Um, Got a good lineup today. I'm really excited about it. Um, We have Tyler David coming on to talk about the games so far, mostly about this last game, but we talk about all of them so far. And I'm going to talk to him every few games, every four, six games at most, probably. Um, He has some time on his hands, it sounds like, there in Finland. And um, he has a really good eye for tactical changes, what the team might be trying to do. Um, He knows what is good and what is bad in the USL league, honestly. Uh, Obviously, I should say. So he's a good person to go to, uh, to kind of get advice on that. And if you listen to this, um, I learned a few things just listening to him and talking to him. And um, I think it's a good one for all of us who um, probably, you know, none of us are soccer experts. Uh, Maybe one or two of you out there might consider yourselves one, but I'm not. I just enjoy the game and I like talking about the game. So this is good for people who like those two things when a pro is involved. So um, hope you enjoy that. And if you have any questions you'd like me to ask Tyler in the next several games, I would I would love to have those. So send those to the Twitter or Facebook or um, email, you know, everything. We got it all and DMs are open. So please contact me with anything ever and always. Um, Also, in addition to Tyler, I'm talking to, I think I'm just going to throw in this interview from um, two games ago with uh, Fanuel Cavita when he helped close down that game against Colorado Springs at the end. Um, I caught him just outside in the parking lot and kind of just got to talk to him about that situation and about the season so far. So I think that's all I'm going to put on this one. I hope you enjoy the show. And again, thank you for listening. All right, as promised, we're back and with Tyler David. Tyler, how's it going, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Very, very good. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, what it's like in Finland right now where you are? Um, today was one of the first days without any snow, actually. Um, <laughs> the snow is melting here, uh, so that's a good sign. Um, as far as soccer is concerned, um, I actually recently signed a contract Um 
with Jacob Bushu's former club, BK46. Um, they're in the Finnish second division. Um, they're the second team I went on trial with. I was with uh, FC Haka, who's in the first division for three weeks. Um, actually, after about two weeks, I had a meeting with the coach and expected to sign there. Um, not really sure what went wrong. Uh, but in the third week, they told me they weren't going to give me a contract. So um, luckily enough, there was still an opportunity. The transfer window was closing in April, but um had an opportunity to go to BK. And uh, they liked what they saw from the beginning. So we got cut a deal pretty quick, actually. Cool. And um, you said it's not snowing there right now. What time is it where you are right now? Uh, it's 10.08. So <laughs> it should be about 2.08 back home, I believe. It's 10.08 here. Yep. Um, yeah. Pretty big time difference. Uh, you know, I'm up and bored and can't talk to anybody for about six or seven hours a day. But um, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Any other weird stuff going on? Like, what do you, have you figured out anything to do for fun in that town? Um, so I'm in a town, the way I would describe it to St. Louis people is I'm in a town about as big as Ballpark Village. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so... Uh, this will this is this will be a fun fact actually for everybody. Um, I'm living at a school. Oh, crazy! So I'm living at a language school, in which they feed me all my meals, pay for all my living, but I basically live in like a dorm room. Um, I actually got a big one with two beds and a bathroom and a shower and everything, which is nice hmm. um, for myself. But I live in a language school. I have to take Finnish class because I'm technically enrolled in the school. Nice. That's um, good though. Yeah, it's something to do for sure and, you know, learn the local language. Um, but, yeah, so the town is tiny. Um, I'm only 10 or 15 minutes away on a train from where uh, Bushu actually is now. So I've seen him. Nice. Get to talk to him quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 way different over here. Um, one thing I, I guess I can say from Finnish football to American soccer is um, the USL in particular and the MLS are – very very professional Mm. in terms of how much money they have in terms of the resources they use um you know i think sometimes when how things are run um you would think it might be a little bit behind but the usl is very very professional even Um, even compared to like haka the the other one you were 10 times more professional as far as the resources, as far as the amount of money they're willing to spend Um, over here in Finland, they definitely don't spend even I mean, I don't know numbers, I guess, but not even close. Just like the simple fact of having team managers or interns or the advertising, um, the locker rooms, just everything in general, it's it's a lot more professionally run there. Um, so that's something that you kind of take for granted being in America and expect mm. to be different. But um, the USL, most well, St. Louis is a you know a pretty good club, but everything I've seen, Vancouver, St. Louis is more professionally run, and they do a pretty good dang good job in America with that. That's good to hear because you hear uh, you hear uh, Jake Edwards, the president of USL, say things like one of the best Division Twos in the world, and their goal is to be the best. So obviously, we look at Championship and Bundesliga Two and say you're crazy. But on the other hand, you get Finnish league. I think I think you could pick out probably five, six, maybe seven countries that have second divisions that are better other than that i guarantee you the u.s is in the top 10 if not even higher um for second division clubs that's good to hear it's good to hear leagues yeah 
Well, let's jump into what the real reason I'm talking to you is, the reason I called you. Um, I haven't said this yet, but, you know, Tyler, we're going to we talk every week about what the team is doing. And, and I don't have um, a good eye for that. But obviously, you've been a pro in the U.S. You've played on a, a, a good level. You can actually look at all this with good uh, good eye. I mean, admittedly biased, right? But <laughs> you can look sure, at it tactically sure. and kind of give us an idea of what's going on, what improves, or what might not be up to up to stick. So let's dig into it, man. Let's let's start with this this game um, on Saturday we just saw against Fresno. Just give us uh, a little bit of the first few things you noticed about that game. Um, biggest change from the first three. So I've watched every game. Sure. Um, biggest difference for the first three that I liked was, um, I think Hurt Herzog was deeper, and I think that helps connect the uh, the team a little bit more. Um, I think him getting on the ball as much as possible will be helpful for the team. Um, I kind of see him as a Sebastian Delgar type of player when he gets on the ball even though Sebastian may not have had the season we all expected last year. We've seen what he did at OKC and has done before. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, I kind of compare those two players with their how they're on the ball. So I think the more he gets on the ball, the better. Um, uh, I liked last this last game was, I thought uh, the home opener was very, very, very direct, mm-hmm. um, almost to a fault. Um, but that's also based on bias, based on opinion. Um, I think the team calmed down a lot more in this Fresno game um, and uh, exploited, in particular, the wings. I told you I thought Dakers and uh, Martz had a lot of space on the wings to work with, um, and the ball was on the ground quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think both opponents, the last two home games, I didn't think were very good. Um, that's just watching online, you know, you're not there, you're not on the field, but just from what I remember and from watching other USL games that I've watched this year, I've actually been able to watch quite a few since I have nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> I just, I those two teams look like they could be l- lower in the table come the end of the season, but it also is the start of the season. So Yeah, so it's kind of too hard to tell in that they, they're both probably going to improve, and we'll just have to improve more so uh, than them. But I kind of agree, especially the switchbacks. Um, I thought, strangely, I thought we looked best against the best team we've played so far, at least they're supposed to be the best in San Antonio. I thought the attack was pretty lethal in that game and just had a few major mistakes happen in that game. Do you think that's the best game they've played so far? 100%. Um, my kind of where my head is at for the first four, uh, first game was the first game. I mean, if you remember last year, our first game versus Louisville, we got a draw, but it was just an ugly game from both teams. Mm. So that was the opener of the USL season. Um, Probably wasn't what everybody hoped, but you managed to come back and get a draw. So it is what it is. San Antonio, great start. Um, I definitely think that was the best soccer that the team has played so far. Um, home opener is going to be hectic and crazy, and mm-hmm. it's cold and whatever. Um, but that, I we got a win, but it didn't feel like, or St. Louis got a win, but it didn't necessarily feel like a win um, from the performance. I thought, yeah, and then and then I expect. I expected a little more in the Fresno game too, so I like San Antonio the best as well. 
Yeah, yeah. Something uh, that isn't as easy to notice because you're you're constantly looking at the attack and the results, and and we have let a few easy goals in. But I would I've heard the announcers kind of saying in this last game that they've been pretty happy with the. Uh, St. Louis defending, um, and so if you take away perhaps those San Antonio goals that were you know slip ups, pretty big ones, um, would you agree with that? Do you think it's maybe a, a more solid defense? I know last year with Precky we were seemed like we were pushing a million guys forward, so it's hard to compare it. But it seems like a focus. If not, if they're not good yet, it seems like it's a big focus of the team. Yeah, you know, um, so. The one tweet I actually read from you from the game was about um, the left back. I'm forgetting his name right now. Yeah, Colberton. Yeah, Colberton. Uh, I actually had just said in my head what I you had said. You said he looked really good one-on-one. He's grown on me every time I've seen him play yeah, so far. Same. Quite a bit. Um, you can just tell he's a veteran and knows what he's doing. Um, with Precky, though. It was obviously press, 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 Mm -hmm. just sprint up the field. So even if we weren't throwing numbers forward offensively, we always were defensively, um, which left our center backs very vulnerable. Mm. Um, Our outside backs were really high. I think with Culbertson and with uh, it's Barden, right? Yes. Barden, I know that. Culbertson and Barden are both um, very defensive-minded outside backs, I think. Mm Um, so I made the, I think I made the comment to you a couple weeks ago that, uh, it's almost better if you notice that, um, versus like Aiden Stanley, where Aiden is a very attacky, attacking minded player. So you're going to notice him a lot more in a game versus an outside back who stays at home because mm-hmm. of the way he plays. Um, so I think the style of the team and the players is a lot more defensive. And I think Pulis is a lot more defensive minded than Precky as well mm-hmm. just from what I've heard and what I've seen so far yeah I know um, I know talking in the past too and let's dig into the midfield um you know obviously you were a, mostly a defensive midfielder and a center back and oh did I lose you again no you're good oh, okay um so you know we've talked about how maybe a lack of play down the middle and so perhaps uh fresno allowed us to do what we wanted down the wings um just because it does seem to be where our guys thrive getting forward um so did you see some improvement in that i know hilton gets a couple balls in behind here and there that don't always connect but this one we had one that connected really nicely and ended in a handball so do you see that improving or is it something you'd like to see more of? Or do you think they care? Um, so yeah, the, um, it's very, the, do you think they care part is interesting. Um, <laughs> what I've come to know as a professional, um, as much as we like to think we know what's going on in that locker room and in practice and what is going on in the player and coaches minds, we're a hundred percent probably wrong and don't know what's happening. <laughs> um, just from my experience no definitely Um, definitely but um i'm not sure if i would like to i would really like to be in that locker room and know if the style is to just work it up the sides or if the style is to get the midfielders the ball um there was a loan there was a loanee um in this last game Mm-hmm. Roach from, uh, from uh, Orlando City. Yeah, so that's a little different playing with a player you've never played with before. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he, I thought he did decent though. I did too. Um, but Wallfall and Hilton, who primarily played, they both are seem to be very um, 
defensive, not defensive minded, but they like to come back to get the ball. Yeah, I've noticed and, they almost fight over coming back to get the ball. <laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, I that's naturally been my position. Um, but last year, even with like, if I had to play in there with like an Ivan, I just kind of pushed forward. And then Pre- Precky naturally put me forward just because if you're both fighting over it, there's nobody in the middle of the yeah. field and there's a huge gap. Um, I noticed that with Atlanta United last night, both of their midfielders came really, really deep um, for anybody who watched that game. And there was uh, they couldn't connect in the middle of the field. Hmm. And then uh, with my team, actually, we had a meeting today about the same thing. The midfielders come way too deep. So it's prevalent on a lot of teams. Hmm. Um, but I think I think it's fi- when they come back, it seems like it's good. You know, they're connecting passes. But when you get the ball forward, there's just complete disconnect and there's no way for the team to stay connected and to have any type of valuable possession in the attacking half of the field. Yeah, it's really, really interesting, actually. And and I meant to ask you earlier, are you playing, have they decided where you're going to play on your team? I've been playing primarily center back. Um, we had a, a, a preseason match this past Saturday. Um, I started at center back for the first 45 for the next 20, I moved up to defensive midfield where I would love to play. Yeah. Um, I think I could thrive in that area in this league. Um, and then they moved me back. I don't know if that was because of me or the other guy, <laughs> but I got moved back. But I stayed on the field. so It's good. Um, so I think it'll be between those two spots. We don't have many center backs, so probably mostly center back. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm hoping I can inch my way into the midfield. Cool, cool, cool. Well, um, I'm not good at transitions today, but I really want to talk. This is a hard conversation, and it's not one I could have by myself or without a, a good set of eyes to back me up or or give their opinion. Um, I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna do the hard part and say that I'm I'm worried about the goalkeeper Fenlison um, because I think he's maybe not coming out good as uh, confidently enough as he needs to at times, and he almost seemed like he was in a bad position for the goal in this in this Fresno goal that just happened. It's easy to judge, but I'm a little worried about him covering for Gomez till he starts. Who knows what in a couple months, I think. So what have you seen? Because that's the hard part. I think maybe he's screwing up. So what have you seen? I... <laughs> I, I won't sugarcoat. I don't think he's very good. Yeah. I think he's an okay goalkeeper. Um, I think he's a little nervous coming off his line. Um, some some goalies, I think that has to do with starting position. Mm. Some goalies are just a little more hesitant. Um, the Fresno goal, from the point of view of me looking on YouTube, should have been saved. Yeah, a header from the top of the eighteen um, that hits the ground should be saved. Um, I wasn't on the field. I wasn't in the stand. So that's just from my perspective. Um, so I, I think you have a good uh, notion to be a little bit worried. Um, but with a lot of positions, including goalkeeper, it's all about confidence. So giving up one goal in the last two games, um, you know, makes a say going to the next home game versus L.A. and he makes a good save, hopefully – he can get rolling. Um, and he's not without but, good saves either, so we do need to be fair. He's had a few like good reaction yeah, saves. 100%. Yeah. And he has a solid experience back four in front of him, which is True. good, which probably helps um, a vocal guy. And, well, I, I know Sam Fink's vocal. I, it sounds like Sean Reynolds is pretty vocal as well. Yeah. So two, two leaders in the center of the back. 
Well, there's a transition um, because I he was screaming at Fenlison in the 40th minute, and I was I I couldn't tell what it was. Any obvious things there or? Um. Oh my gosh! I don't know I if you remember. remember why he was screaming. Yes, I do. I'm trying to think <laughs> of the play. It was a long ball, and there was a guy on his on his butt as Reynolds was chasing it down, and I think he ushered it out of bounds. But something happened. Jake never came out. I don't know if that was it, but he turned he, around and screamed at him. So I think he wanted him to get it, and that goes back to my other point. I think Fendelson's um, starting position was too far back, so mm-hmm. he couldn't get there in time. Gotcha. Um. I think that was a big difference with Grinwis last year and Dave Lagoric. I think Dave's starting positions were a lot deeper, so mm. Adam seemed a lot more aggressive just by where he started on the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and Grinwis, I think one of his strengths was his positioning on top of that, so maybe we've been a little spoiled on top of that because uh, he did a really good job with that. Um, okay, I'm looking at what all happened throughout this game. Um, but I think we've kind of covered everything. Is there anything else you want to talk about with St. Louis in this game or even other games that you've seen so far? Um, yeah, you know, I really, I would, I want to know what their attacking strategy is. I mean, if they completely want to be a defensive team and counter, I think they have the players to do that. I do too. Um, I, you know, I'm friends with Kristen Valeski. I love Kristen Valeski, but I think Kyle Gregg has earned his spot, starting spot at the top. Yeah. At least for the time being. Um, we know how quick that can change in this game, though. Well, and to say, to continue on that, um, what was it? When he was with Vancouver before he went to Cincy, so I think that's two seasons ago, um, he was in the running for the golden boot in the first half of the season, and then he kind of went cold. So it's yeah, a and, total and that was the that. year I got picked to go to Vancouver, so I had trained with him mm. and been around him. Um, and he's a he's a great locker room guy, great player, hard worker. Yeah. Um, and it didn't surprise me that he worked his way in somehow pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, the I th- I I think St. Louis is it's St. Louis's biggest not disappointment, but something that can really improve is the wide play. Um. I would love to see Joey Kalistra on the field, not only because he's my friend, but because I think he's got a lot of quality, and he showed that at Tulsa last year. Yeah. Um, I liked what you said, too, where um, Dakers looked really good when he came in, I think, in San Antonio late in the game. But you mentioned how when you come in late in the game, you get to just attack, attack when you're behind, and you don't have much defensive responsibility. And so I thought that was good if no one saw that tweet where I tweeted out what you said. Uh, people need to keep that in mind when you come in as a sub. Um, you have less responsibility. You, you can be more dangerous right away. So that's something to watch between him and Kalistri. That's one of the big battles on the field, it seems like, for position. Yeah, for sure. Um, the last thing, I don't something that Preki preached to us last year um, about the outside mids that doesn't seem like Pulis is really um, in favor of is the outside mids coming inside. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, not the Fresno game, but the one before that, um, Colorado, the one time Dakers came inside, he found open space and got a free shot on goal. Yeah. Um, it happened with this guys, one with Martz, too. Martz did it in this game, and he's not as good at it as, as Dakers, who, you know, I think they're both right footed, but, you know, still it happened. He got a shot almost on goal. It was really close. Yeah. And so I would love those guys to come inside, and that creates a lot more space. Um, the one thing that Preki preached and that our outside backs were capable of doing is getting around the outside then and creating those two-on-one battles. Um, the outside backs don't fly forward like that on this team. So 
but I still would like a little more interchange, a little more fluidity in the team's movement, especially with the front four, front five or six, I guess, if you count those midfielders, mm-hmm. um, just to create more offensively. Um, I also don't think those guys, the, uh, Dakers and Marts have the greatest feet. Mm. Um, technically, you know, I, th- I think they're hard workers, solid players, but to be able to pull something off cutting inside, um, personally, I don't really see like that spark in them. Um, not to say that they're not quality players, but I just don't see them, you know, turning a couple guys in, in a tight space. Um, so that could be another reason why, but I would like to see a little bit more out of them, especially because they see the wide guys seem like the primary attackers yes. or creators on this team. Yeah, and I especially I'm, I'm envisioning Kalistri or Dakers on the left with um, Aiden Stanley bombing forward because he overlaps like crazy. Um, in that first game, he got off a million crosses, and at least two or three of them were him doing overlap play, and so. I mean, if he's overlapping, I don't know if they're jumping back to defend or if they're allowed to go inside. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, I wonder if they're not allowed to cut in as often because they have defensive re- responsibility. Do you think that's possible, perhaps? Potentially. Um, if, I was the co- <laughs> if I was the coach, I'm not a coach yet, but hopefully I will be someday. <laughs> um, I'm just – what I'm doing is if one outside back goes, or this is what primarily most coaches do, the two center back shift over – your right back comes to the middle and one of your midfielders holds, which the midfielders like to stay deep anyway. So you still have four guys at the back technically. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. But, and it's Pulis is, seems to be good at coaching defensive responsibility. So you lose the ball. Um, this team doesn't really press a ton, but maybe a quick press. And then you all just fall back to the middle of the field until you can reorganize and reset your shape. Yeah. But like I said, and you said we're not in the locker room, so we don't know yeah. exactly what he's telling them. I um, keep I keep wanting to be like, "Welcome to my world, Tyler," because now you're on the outside looking in. Like <laughs> I would give anything to know what's being talked about in there, you know? Yeah, and it's probably probably some of what you think, and it's probably a lot of other things that you don't even know yeah. are being talked about. I'm sure of it. I'm sure, and I'm sure that's why you guys get annoyed with us because we're over here guessing, and you're like, "That's not even close." When, when with the players <laughs> in the locker room, sometimes people are close. Sometimes people are just so way so wrong. Far off. <laughs> that's why I'm and trying my, to get better about talking to guys, see if they can tell me at least when I'm wrong. I want to know when yeah, I'm wrong. I mean, that's professional sports, though. I mean, there, there, there's a reason the locker room has closed doors, and there's a reason yeah. there's 20 guys in there, and not the entire fan base as well as the team mm-hmm. right on man well i think we're gonna wrap it up is there anything you want to say before we go um no i appreciate all the support from people being out here in finland i'm excited to just get some games in um just signed a one-year deal so good hoping to actually catch a st louis game potentially at the end of the year um so stay tuned for that but i'm gonna just keep watching um cheering for my good friends uh tony christian and austin um <laughs> sam and tomas too uh and then try my best not to be bitter about not being there in a st louis <laughs> uniform yeah 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 um 
I, uh, yeah, I think we'll just end with that. Thanks, Tyler. This uh, There have been many things that you've said today and throughout the weeks that have really helped me see the game a little better. So hopefully we're all help, we're, we're all learning here from you, and uh, it's helpful to have a player who knows what he's talking about. So thanks again, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. That you got subbed in late. It's a one-zero lead. Yeah. Um, five in the back, pretty much. It seemed like to decided uh, Ant decided to, to defend for the rest of the game. Can you yeah. tell me about that a little bit? Uh, we just kind of wanted to close the game out because it was a little hectic and they were just going for long balls. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Hey, go in and mark the the big kid up top and kind of <laughs> just make sure everything is being cleared and we're moving that line up." And that's pretty much what I. So came staying in. high a little bit. Yeah, because they wanted to keep playing those long balls, so we. Kind of, because we were winning the first headers, but then we were staying. So he was like, "Hey, tell the rest of the guys to kind of mm. push up while we're doing that." So it was a good call. I'm glad we got that first win. Kind of now, time to get things rolling. So. Yeah, I mean that's something that St. Louis has had trouble in the past defending the last few minutes of the yeah. game, and, and you yeah. helped defend that out tonight. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, deal. it was good. I'm glad we. I'm just glad to get that first win. It's always the toughest, and it and yeah. it showed the last 10, 20 minutes, but we held it out, and that's what counts most. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to kind of talk to you, honestly, a little bit because we got a lot of center backs early. Yeah. You know, we signed a lot of center backs, three or four, you know, that could easily start. And so yeah. it's a good battle going on to kind of start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you got in tonight. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see you in the future. Can yeah. you talk about the battle for center back starting positions? Uh, it's good. It's, it's always good to have competition. Yeah. That's that's one thing I, I enjoy and the rest of the guys do. So when we went into preseason, I uh, preseason went well, but... I, unfortunately, I've been out for the past four weeks and okay. just finally got back into things. And, yeah, so finally getting back into things and kind of first week of training, which was nice, fully training. So good. it was good to get in there and it was exciting and it was fun. I'm, was, I'm just happy to be back on the field <laughs> with the boys. That's it was good to see you in there, honestly. You're a big boy. When I saw you come on, I was actually very excited <laughs> because I, was, I knew what kind of presence you might bring in that back. Uh, five or three or whatever yeah, yeah. you want to say and, and you d- you delivered honestly so um, so you've been hurt a little bit um, are, what do you naturally are you like a right side center back where do you normally play if you're comfortable me just defense anywhere 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 in the back yeah. I just I like I like being on the field I, I think uh, for my for my build and my being I like defending and I enjoy it. So anywhere in the back I'm, I'm comfortable happy to yeah. Yeah. oh yeah alright man appreciate it All right, we got interrupted there. That was me with Fanwell Kavita, uh, who obviously came on late in that game against uh, Colorado Springs. Did his job really well. It was cool to see Pulis just shut it down. Um, that's not something we saw under Precky, just to shut down, sit back defense, uh, handle the big boys with, with more big boys, perhaps. Um, I liked it, um, and I, I hope we see more of that. 
Uh, it's a good skill to have uh, in the back pocket of any team. You need to conserve your energy. You need to put games away, even if it's only 1-0. And so uh, he was able to do that, and it takes some guts. You know, you, you sit back too much, sometimes you let something up. So uh, really proud of the guys for, for saving that win, and Kavita uh, was no small part of that. I hope we'll see more of him in the future. Um, we were interrupted there because... Um, Seth Rudolph walked up actually and so um, I talked to him for a while I didn't record anything I wasn't sure because I kind of wanted to ask him like if he was in training and I wasn't sure if that was something I would be allowed to know and, and put on a podcast um, because there have been rumors that he's on in training with the team and and perhaps trialing to be on the team at some point he's not um, he's actually working with the I believe the academies uh, with the kids as, a, as like a, a physio or something like that um, helping kids work out. Um, and so I, I may be wrong on that, but I know he has a full-time or part-time job all day, every day with the team five days a week. And I think he likes that. It sounds like, sounds like he likes having the permanence of a, of a real job coming in five days a week and not having to worry about getting signed to a team and all that kind of thing. So, um, he seems very happy. He doesn't seem disappointed at all to be, um, you know, out of, out of the game per se. So I wanted to pass that on because uh, it was good to see him. Uh, he's obviously served St. Louis well. So um, my son is coming up and probably going to play around in this office. And so I'm going to sign off. But before we go, I do want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves. It's the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Uh, get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to the Beautiful Game Network. As always, check out all the podcasts from them. I always like to go and listen to whatever podcast is representing the team we're about to play. So uh, there isn't one for Galaxy 2, but obviously there is one for Switchbacks I listened to before and after that game, uh, which is called The Back Chat Show. So check that out. Um, there is a podcast for Fresno. I haven't listened to it yet, but I've been meaning to check out Foxtrot. So maybe look them up on Twitter and let me know maybe what you thought. Be curious to, to hear what you guys think. But um, I always need to plug Beautiful Game Network because they take care of us so well. And um, they don't, they're not controlling. They're not pushy. Uh, Mike Sparks heads it up and he's just there to support us. And he does just that really, really well. So thanks to him and them if you want to call it them it's mostly him <laughs> all right thanks for listening everybody we'll talk to you soon